you. Are now about to witness. Why do I have these on? I'm showing off. That's right. The awesome. A crushing of might. Of the U G S Robinson Show Stop Yeah, ah, you can tell the kids awake. Uh, no whispery today. Uh, not late today. You're on time. Hey, Camus said it best. Never early, never late, always on time. This is round number one, three, one. You just want to show stop on your host, you just Robinson. I'm showing off. That's why I have these on. I don't need them. <laughs> yeah, well, far away is relative when you got a thousand square feet to deal with. <laughs> but uh, not in the same room. Not an ice line site. Eyesight, line sight. Anyway, we're going to talk about the big red button. And uh, those of you who have watched the show before, you can't honestly let me on my own show. You may have heard the red button Vegas story. You're going to hear it again. Doesn't matter. It's apropos of everything, specifically UFC Fight Night 178. Before that, Bob Riley. Sing the words that have sung us in since 2007. Stigmata. Calling of a Justice, the name of the record. Intro, All of Nothing is a Song. Still available from Revelation Records in Huntington Beach, California, where they hit your car with a hammer and see you at Death in a Nightclub. Listen well. Could not see so clear. I'm taking a real good look at your face. Being paid back and forth always. Nothing. All right. Uh, you ever wonder what the rest of the song sounds like? <laughs> all right. Um, all right. Oh, this is the, some guy just got on Instagram. And this is the guy on Instagram whose mother threatened to throw acid in my face and stab my eyes out. So that's good news. I'm glad. I'm glad her son, my friend, is is back online. I guess I, I, maybe I'll skip his uh, his uh, friend request. Anyway, this is round number three, one, a three, a one, and I'm your host, Eugene S. Robson. And I, I got the headphones on the head because there's a Polish word that the, my wife is talking about, jad, and that's like a guy who can afford good things or better things but doesn't get them for some uh, unknown reason. So if you remember last week on the last week's show, I had my glasses and the thing, I tried to glue it on, it wouldn't work. I tried to melt it on, tried to put a little straight, so, so I finally figured out these glasses work. If I put the hat on, yeah, no, man, no, 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 no. I did a piece on that uh, uh, sleeping state for Ozzy. Look, look under, uh, so I think something I had to call Interpol, not the band, the organization to get the mom off my back. Anyway, so the glasses, I had to, I had to hold my head like this and wear the hat to hold them on. And then the headphones, the, the left ear was swinging. I had to reseat it. And then it was taped up here. If you remember, I had that pink tape up here. So everything was like, and she's like, why? Why? And I was like, ah, I can't afford it. I can't spend the money. This is a commercial. And she goes, you know, these headphones cost about $18, $15. I go, ah, it's, it's too much shit. Uh, and, and then I go to Patreon and I see lowest of every single month actually in existence. I know we're in the middle of COVID, but people have, have not been donating at patreon.com slash the stomper. I go to this dark night of the soul. Should I even be doing this show anymore? You know, you don't care. You know, you, you don't care. Why, why do I even, why do we even bother? Then I remember, oh yeah, some people are going straight through uh, uh, Pinko95014 at yahoo.com, and I said, oh, so I added those numbers together, as well as 
Tommy LB. And I go, okay, well, I could afford the headset. So I get spend the $18 and I get the new headset, which doesn't help you on this show because I never use it on this show, but it does help you on if the shoes fit and care don't care. And wait, I'm just showing off. Like the guy, like the the the, the proud boy, excuse me, is showing off when I put the picture up of uh, of uh, me running around with the sledgehammer. I was like, that's what the internet's for, bro. What do you give a shit if I hang around with a, a, a sledgehammer? So, uh, Shana Tova, everybody, as well. I shouldn't even be doing this show. Shouldn't even be doing this show. The high holy day. Uh, um, anyway, I got rid of these. And... Oh, man. It, yeah, you're not supposed to be working. You're not. But, you know, you get somebody else to... Uh-oh, what happened? Something happened. Oh, there you go. All right. Everybody disappeared for a second. Um, so these work. These work. Sadly, they got the Nike swoosh thing, but they were the cheapest ones on the wall. So, uh, and then the woman is like giving me going on 25, 10, 50, 20 minutes. So do you want the special coating? We put the thing in the glass, and then we put the thing on the glass, and it put, if you stare into your computer a lot, you're going to be using these. It protects you. And, I, you know, it's a little bit of extra fee. I'm pretty sure insurance doesn't cover it. And she's going on and on and on. And fine. I go, hey, how much does it cost? She goes, oh, oh uh, $15. You just tried to sell me a $600 pair of a, a, a frame, and you're nickel and diamond me on the on the This is the cheap insurance cover, this one. No money out of pocket. So for $15, I got the film. So I can stare at a computer. Oh, they're done now. But I have new stuff. I don't have to wear I don't have to wear a hat to hold to hold the gloves in place. Isn't that kind of amazing? It's kind of phenomenal. Things are changing here at, at the show Stomper. For the better, maybe. Anyway, uh, I'm gonna answer a question here. You as a new Oxbow LP coming it doesn't matter. There's some people now in the heavy metal community, specifically, you know, in, in somebody here, the decibel, because I got a column here now called Damage Inc. So you, you see, let's talk about the Melvins. That's this month. So I don't think it's on the stand yet. Um, um, but I, uh, somebody put up something in one of these heavy metal magazines I read. They said, you know, only pussies don't release records during COVID. And I'm like, you know what? The touring, new record, new record touring with Thin Black Duke, we finally had it all dialed in. It was the most perfect release ever. The promo was done at the right time. The radio was done at the right time. Retail, uh, 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 press, public relations. Yeah, I don't know. It was weird. It, it, videos, it was like, I finally felt like, Man, this is must what it must be like for those guys like in, in Coldplay and YouTube. They roll out of bed and everything is done for them. And it's exactly right. You know, so we're trying to figure out now how to record symphonies and string quartets and all this ancillary kind of instrumentation socially distant. You have a big enough place, you can do it socially distant. But you can't have a choir with everybody standing in different corners of a warehouse. And if you do, um, you know, yeah, yeah, there's... Yeah, yeah. So, so anyway, we we uh, did the vocals are done. Eighteen songs done out out of my hands. Chicarelli and uh, and Nico were working on uh, on figuring out the rest of it. And then uh, as soon as they they finish that and mix it, then we'll start working on the music video. We'll work with that guy Chris Purdy. If you haven't seen Oxbow's first music video, you should. It's called uh, a, a cold and well lit place. Uh, you can type it in on YouTube and watch it. I'm assuming most of you have anyway. Anyway, look, we got side aggressively sidetracked. I gave you the place to, to, to donate if you want to. You should be proud with the glasses and the new headset that I, I'm kitted uh, 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 for uh, 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 August, uh, which is my, my birthday. But I just got the glasses and the headset this, this past week. Anyway, I want to tell you about the big red button. All right. So this is guy who I knew. And I'm not going to mention his name. He was a CEO of a fairly phenomenal company. I'm not going to mention that company's name either. Right? So um, dude was, you know, had a glint in his eye. You know, I, like you go to 
to, to, to a, I'd see the guy out in public and the guy had the glint in his eye, you know? So it's, you know, you, you feel it. This is, this is, he's not a, he's not a, you know, he's not a, he's not a normie. You know, there's something, uh, you know, there's, this 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 uh, he's, he's a little bit different. You know, out of all the old people you got to meet, this cat's got a little bit of gleam in his eye. And, and, and uh, as far as I know, you know, he and his, and his wife is, uh, you know, seem to be fairly normal, always ebullient, happy to see me when I see them. Like this ma- once mafia guy. Oh, he wasn't really mafia. Bobby Corona. He used to run this club around here. And he, he loved me. The guy he was, was knocking people, throwing people downstairs a whole bit. And he saw me and he just... Just, uh, he just he just liked me like I eat. Come on, and he would drag me into his office, and you know he'd be doing cocaine. But you kids, I don't want you. You know, this is not for you, kid. This is not. And he'd be sitting there with some prostitute on his lap. And the guy just liked me, right? So this guy, I'm not saying this guy the prostitute, the cocaine, but he just has got the glint in his eye. Well, then I, I dig a little bit further, and I find out that the guy was inspired. You know, at some at some public event. He sees this other dude's wife, a guy he was kind of friends up with, friends with, not known associates, and walks over to to the, to the guy's wife and starts chatting. And when there's an appropriate break in the conversation, and now I'm embellishing a little bit. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. The Tom Hanks, you know, I'm embellishing a little bit, but the guy, as soon as they, as soon as the clouds parted, and there was space to say so, he looked at her. With this deep, intense soul thing was, I love you. I love you like I've never loved any woman. You must be with me. She's like, wow. My, I mean, you know, when you go hit a normal person up with that kind of level of passion, I would lose a thousand such cars for a woman like yourself. You know, people fall for it. They start having an affair. Yeah, they start having an affair. Uh, she leaves her husband. They hook up. They hook up. It's perfectly great. They're going on trips here and there. His company is doing great. He's got VC money flowing in, flowing out. He's going to, of course, Burning Man and doing all the other. Okay, got you. And he and I were suddenly, we're tentatively, we got like a friendship. We're friends, you know. We're hanging around all these really straight, but we realize, ah, we 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 are we are siblings of a certain of a certain kind, you know. And then one day, I hear <laughs> he started a, a spinoff company, and this spinoff company, it, it, uh, he hired some some hotshot from Microsoft. I could be embellishing here. Yeah, but not 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 just that. These were all people inside of a trap community in which they had to see each other constantly. So it's not just like leaving somebody for somebody else and then it exists as some theoretical thing away from you. We're talking about all the time. And I'm being circumspect about the place and, and so on because I don't want to, you know, uh, it's not it's public knowledge. So they're seeing each other several times a week. The ex-husband has got to see his ex-wife with the guy. The guy's ex-wife has got to see her ex-husband with the woman. And there were kids involved, so it was a better, better bang. But they seemed to be a happy couple, well met. I enjoyed both of them. I was friendly. And then one day I hear gagaboosh. Yeah, every day. Then I hear gagaboosh. I go, yo, bro, what's up? He's, hey, man, let's, let, let, let's hang out. Let's you and me we'll go to Vegas. I'll bring the supplies. So we go to Vegas, and uh, we went to see a fight. And I think it was the fight where uh, uh, Anderson Silva screwed up his leg the second time again. Uh, yeah, the second fight with Chris Wyden. <laughs> right? Second fight against Chris Wyden. And so I say, bro, hey, man, what, what happened? Guy had, you know, a mansion up in the hills. Um, and matched up in the hills the whole bit. And he, and he said to me, he said, hey, Eugene. And this was another one of those quiet moments. We were sitting, I was sitting uh, on a chair. Uh, there was a table, between, uh, uh, you know, like in those hotel rooms, there's a chair, you know, kind of a swivel chair. And there's a little, like, drink table next to it. 
but the drink table was like between us, and he's sitting on the edge of the bed. And I said, yo, man, I go, got the mansion, got the company, hanging out with all these VC cats, jetting off the Burning Man. What the fuck happened? And he said to me, he said, Eugene, uh, you ever walk by that big red button and wonder what would happen if you pressed it? And then you press it? Sit there with a drink, take a sip. And little, little did he know, unbeknownst to him, I'm a lifelong inveterate button pusher. I've almost gotten killed. Not theoretical, literal buttons. Say, Grandma, what does that button do? I don't know, leave it alone. That's not an answer for a kid like me. Eight years old, press the button, shut down the whole escalator system in the department store. Everybody looks at me. I was like, what? Don't tell me you didn't wonder if this thing actually worked or not. Hmm. Press it in case of emergency. I wonder what happens. Ba-bing. Hey, if I turn up that th thermostat, will a house burn down? How many times growing up did I almost burn the house down? Three. Was it from screwing with the thermostat? No, that's the point. So he doesn't know that he's a figurative button pusher, but I'm a literal button pusher. So this resonates with me, right? Oh, you don't know how liberating it is. It's got to be that sensation. I, I don't even know how to describe the sensation. So, dude, push the button. Hot shot woman from, from Microsoft. Ends up, and then he goes back to the woman, left her whole life, kids, the whole thing for him. All these people he's got to see is, hey, what do you think, uh, how about, and he tries to go for the uh, the harem thing, and you know, she doesn't go for it. So he's got to get out of the mansion. And I, this part I made on a past show, they had a whole bunch of wooden play structures for the kids in the backyard. Well, the real estate person says, you got to get that out of here. I got photos. He sent me photos and video. I had a big play structure in a house I sold, got out there with a socket set and took the whole thing apart, sold it to some guy who was married to a French woman. I don't know why that's important, but if you listen to an older show, you remember that the French woman was kind of, he was treating his wife like crap. So I felt bad. I kind of tried to be really nice to the French woman. I could see she completely misinterpreted my niceness, and then it got to be a weird thing. It gets weird sometimes, you know, new, newborns, kids, husbands, wives. He came by the next day to get the play structure. Didn't bring the wife. Smart move. My, uh, my, my mother's husband was there. He goes, if that guy has an ounce, ounce of husbandly radar working, he does not show up the next day with, that, with his wife. And sure enough, he did not. Anyway, same dude, another dude, say, hey, you got to get rid of play structure. You know, the woman who fell for the whole, never have I seen a woman with it. We've got to sell his house. So he, he, he does, he does, he's like the, like the, but, I mean, like the button pusher ideology. He says, well, what's the fastest way to get rid of this wooden play structure? He gets a whole can of gasoline, pours it all over the play structure, burns it to the ground. He sends me video of the fire department showing up because he lives, it's a mansion. He lives around other mansions. Like, oh my God, dude's house is burned down and he's dancing around the fire. I don't see him again for a while after that. I think we maybe went to one more fight. I can't remember. Oh, we went to some, some techno show. He was, he was sponsoring some techno DJ. Now he, he, he's losing the company. DC guys, turn and, and I see him. He says, I want you to meet me at this baseball field. My kid's playing a game, uh, a soft sport field. My kid's playing a game. We show up. He's not there. The kid's game is over. And he shows up late in a minivan. And uh, he gives me, he gives me, he saw a picture on my uh, Instagram that he liked of me playing the show in Gigor's. That's, uh, oh, I thought I had the Gigori shirt on. 
and he he had it printed up on a metal plate, like a piece of artwork, so I could let you know the pastor's got it somewhere in the house. He was smelling of alcohol, and he disappeared into the night. And I, I got worried after that. So I called him. So where are you now, man? Where, is it, where are you living? Where he goes, he goes, Eugene, man, I'm homeless. So last I heard, he and his oldest son, or the kid's about 21, 29, had just gotten out of rehab, and they were heading off to South America to Vision Quest. Big red button. I understand buttons, but what I don't understand, it's like, okay, 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 okay. So you find, you find, uh, 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 what is that thing? What is that thing that the genie sits in? What is, oh God, this is what happens when you get old. The thing that the genie sits in, the, the, the uh, genie, genie in a bottle, right? A lamp, yeah, yeah. So you find you find something. So now you know the whole the whole deal. You know about the three wishes. You know you gotta rub the thing, and then you you know. Uh, um, yeah, that's true. I mean, but there's no way once he presses that button, there's no way for things to go well. That's not. Is that is that something something tremendous will happen? Tremendous. But sometimes, sometimes the enormity of the tremendous thing that happens, you know, out, out, I mean, listen, 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 I believe, I believe that he believes that he is living the best of all possible lives because he pushed the button in the first place because he was miserable with, with this, 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 with normal, normality, normalcy was making him insane, the dissonance he could not take. It was dull. The reality of it is running around the playa half naked with your head full of drugs is much more fun than any day at your desk. Guaranteed, I don't give a shit. However, every day running around the playa head full of drugs is probably not as exciting as maybe one day off at a desk. I mentioned this in connection with UFC Fight Night 178 because something cataclysmic happened. Yes. Exactly. Quiet embrace of self until it's bad for other people around you, then you become a Stalin or a Hitler. I mention this because something happened at UFC Fight Night 178, and you're going you're gonna to be a little bit annoyed with me. You're going to be a little bit annoyed with me, I know. <laughs> I know this. I, 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 don't attack all at once just yet. you got to hear me out. But what happened at UFC Fight Night 178 is I started to feel a little bit sorry for Crappington. God damn it. I started to feel a little bit sorry for Crappington. And you, and, and, and you have to, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Well, if you if you take risk taking behavior in youth and you make it out of that, I mean, you know, you know how many guys I know who've gone to McKinsey or what is that other uh, Goldman Sachs who look at me with, with envy, like, man, Eugene, the stories you could probably tell. I wish I had, and I'm watching these guys drive off in Mercedes Benzes and and Rolls Royces, and and they're like, hey, yeah, Eugene, I wish I had all that crazy fun as a youth. And I'm like, okay, bro, see you later. And they get to the, the Rolls Royce. I'm like, I know, you okay? You didn't have bro, I'm fine. I'm fine. It's probably just the alternator. Yeah, you know what? So, so Crappington. Like, what happened? What happened with Crappington? Why am I, first of all, on care, don't care. I picked Woodley to win, not because I picked Woodley, not because I thought Woodley would win, but because, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, but because because I, I I can't I can't sign on to the whole. And we talked about this a lot. You know, we film, record, uh, care don't care Sunday morning, even though Monday afternoon it doesn't play until. And that's what we started the show. John won the week, but that's what we started the show talking about. And I was just like, 
man, you know, uh, and uh, Steph had called him a twad and they were loaded on the guy. And I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. And we had this, it, we, the show went 15 minutes longer because he we went down this kind of rabbit hole of discussing real versus artifice, you know, um, uh, um, heel, ver, heel versus real and, and kind of digging deep on the, on the Crappington thing. And I, and I came to a conclusion that after the fight, my prevailing sense was one of pity and not for Woodley. Woodley's dumb. We've cre I've created a new category for, for Woodley. If you follow me on Twitter, at Eugene S. Robertson, you know it's called raw. And for in extreme cases, rah-rah, which because it sounds like a compliment, man. That guy's such a rah-rah, but it stands for retire already. It's not, I'm not the only one saying it. Rashad Evans, Usman, and they, it, it, no, it was even, yeah, it kind of, yeah, I guess, I, I guess Usman did, and, and um, but the guy doesn't need to be in there. All the stuff he said is all the stuff he's always said, the stuff he said before that he's had a hard time with. His head is gone, and it's never coming back. Steps is, oh, yeah, you know, he looks still pretty yoke. It's not a body issue. It's a head issue. Even though his body starts to look like the body, I can see if you look at a picture of him at 33 and look at a picture of him at 38, his body is 38-year-old man-izing. It happens. It's just a little softness to him. Don't know what it is, but it doesn't matter. Sure, he's physically able to do it, but that his head, you know, uh, uh, the bald one, yeah, that, thank you. Uh, you know, so his head, his head is gone. It will never come back. Ever, never, ever, ever, never. Not in the amount of time he let he has left, and, and you can't pay the guy the money that you were paying him to fight guys from 10, 11, 12, 13, 15 in, in, in the ranking who he might have a hard time with. Or alternatively, who you might sukaju you by sticking him with a guy who's still got some something in the tank, but not enough in this tank. For those listening on just on SoundCloud, I pointed to my head just then. But how does this redound to, 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 to pity for Crappington? I'll tell, I'll, I'll tell you, as we discussed it on Care Don't Care, in case you don't end up watching it, we said, why is there a fundamental difference between Chael Sonnen and Crappington? Well, there's a fundamental difference between Chael Sonnen and Crappington because at some point, um, at some point, you saw Chael figuratively go, wink. Yeah, that's part of it. That's part of it. He's on that big red button path. It's a blink. And you go, oh, it's not like he really thinks that Verdum is feeding a carrot to a bus. But he, he, he's just, and, and, and so we're kind of casting around for why Crappington is a piece of crap. Trump guys. And Alexi explained to me the best. He was like, yeah, you know, I was so in, in the bag for, say, uh, Obama that, you know, when people were telling me, like, about stuff that he was doing that wasn't great, I was like, yeah, yeah, of course you would just say that. Yeah, yeah. And he just ignored it. Until a few years later, he was like, yeah, wait, that, that was kind of fucked up. And so he says he understands, you know, Trump, Trump, uh, you know, Trump folks' uh, absolute, you know, inability to, to see what the guy is doing. Because it's your guy, you want to enjoy your moment. And part of enjoying that moment is like, you know, uh, clearly, like I, I tweeted out, clearly, you know, getting one over on the libtard. So that's part of it. But that's not that's not what's happening. That's not what's happening with with Crappington. And and it was revealed to me in this in the in the in the in the video uh, that they do before the fight, right? I'm just gonna sneeze. Um. And so they're talking about uh, one of the other fight. Uh, Woodley is talking about him. He said, yeah, he came to the team, and there were all these strong personalities and strong, and the guy, guy's plenty talented, but just had, had nothing, had, couldn't, couldn't get heard. And if you don't know what that sensation is like, yeah, yeah, yeah we'll get back to RBG in a second. Uh, if you don't know what that sensation is like, then, you know, you need to know it's not a great place to be. Like Hamlet said, what would he had either motive and cue for passion that I have? He's talking about the, in the scene with the players. 
This player here care about for Hecuba or he for her, that he should so weep for her. He care about Hecuba. What would he have either motive and cue for passion that I have? I'm out here starving. I'm 10 times more talented than this guy. And the guy's got a beard and I got to sit here. He brought me in and was paying me $500 to be his sparring partner. Nobody's A friend of mine also will remain nameless. Is friends with a professional fighter. It was a, it was a Kane versus Abel thing. The guy was like, bro, I train with you all the time. You know I'm good. Introduce me to Joe Silver. Give me, you know, I'm not asking for a handout. I'm asking for a hand. Guy never did. That maybe that's the same fighter who uh, uh, tells a friend of mine, "Say, hey, I want you to come over later. I'm having a massive sex party." He goes, "Cool. What kind of sex party you having? What is what's going on?" He goes, "I got these 14 women. 14 women. You're gonna do them all?" He goes, "Damn right I am." You know, so oh, all right, fourteen. The guy figured I, 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 I could. It, he finally, he finally gets a call at five in the morning. The guy says, "Come on over." It's like, all right, it's, it's later than I expected, but you know, the party doesn't stop. A dude drives over there. Fourteen women, fourteen women. He's got it. He he gets there and he's buzzing from downstairs. And the dude says, oh, oh, you're here. He's like, yeah, 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 I'm ready. He's got a pocket full of rubbers. He's ready. He goes, oh, well, I'll be down in a second. He goes, oh, oh, he's going to come down and give me a scoop. He comes down and the guy's got a travel bag. He goes, what, what, what's happening? He's like, um, maybe you could drive me to the airport. I got I got a fight, you know, that I want to get there a little early so I could get some. Uh, what about the? Oh, yeah, yeah, they're still up there. They're, well, I tell you, you, you sweep by on the way back. I don't know who will be there. He's like, uh-huh, all right, all right. Gives a guy a ride 5 o'clock in the morning to the airport. Comes back zero. The guy had sex with all 14. Shared not at all. So I'm starting to like, like Crappington. Uh, hey, I'm training here. You guys know I'm good. Put me on, put me on, put me on. You know, you got Street Jesus has got his thing, and they got this thing. Everybody, this is this is where the entertainment comes in, the sports entertainment part. This is where the entertainment comes in. So Millie Jackson, the soul singer, said, she goes, Aretha was already doing Aretha. Gladys Knight was already doing Gladys Knight. The fuck am I going to, I got to do something different. Came out with these X-rated raps. Largely held to be the grandmother of rap. Millie Jackson. She's the one I wrote a piece on her. Talked about taking a shit on the cover of one of her records. <laughs> Got to do something different. Got to do something different. So Crappington says, Crappington says, all right, all right. You know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do the heel thing. It worked for now. Supposedly Doug Crosby was the one who was advising Chael Sonnen on, on, on uh, up to and including the rumor mill goes. Up to and including the rumor was writing stuff for Chelsea. And I don't know if I believe that, but Chell could pull it off. Could pull off. Al Pacino, as much as I love him, was no. I rewatched a little bit of The Irishman last night. Was a bad Jimmy Hoffa. I'm old enough to remember the real Jimmy Hoffa. Pacino was terrible. Pacino was good as Pacino. I don't think he's ever really recovered from Scent of a Woman, but whatever. He was good as Pacino, but he was no Jimmy Hoffa. And the thing is, Pacino's older than I am. He knew Hoffa. Whatever. I'm not, I don't want to, I don't want to niggle. <laughs> so, so Crabbington picks this, this hat wearing MAGA guy, but he doesn't have, he's not as clever. He's not as funny. Doesn't have as much it as Chell does. Can't quite pull it off. And so now the toxicity that's part of the whole, the, you know, MAGA world thing. He's not playing with it. And you got to understand that the difference between him and Trump is that people are not entirely, still not entirely sure that Trump is not playing with it. Not entirely sure. Just like Jerry Falwell. If you ever saw Jerry Falwell, he always had this kind of smirk on his face. You're never quite sure. And it was he was also slightly femmed out. 
So you were never quite sure if he really believed all that crap that he was talking about. I was like, hey, like when I interviewed Anton LaVey from the Church of Satan, it was like, hey, man, hey, Eugene, I'm just trying, I'm an atheist. I'm just trying to make the rent. It's like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> you don't really believe in the guy? No. <laughs> Which could have been a lie. Who knows? But, but, but Crappington is letting it all ride on red, sitting at that roulette table, spinning, gonna, I'm going to get the whole thing. Look at what he's lost. Yeah, you'll see it on Tuesday. Kid Nate. We do the uh, letter, uh, we're on the Let It Roll podcast discussing hip hop. And, uh, and then he alternates weeks on if the shoes fit. It's you who's been gone, Mr. Sal. So Crappington, he is, 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 is left with his MAGA thing. Doesn't have the it. I would even go as far as doesn't have the looks. Doesn't have, he doesn't have anything that puts the entertainment into sports. You know. Uh, but he's playing it. He's got the hat. Yeah, he's got the thing. And he hires the girls on the on the boat. And he's got the thing. He's got it's part Kid Rock, caught by, by Donald Trump. Now, what has he gained? Because the fans he's gained are not MMA fans. They're fans of Trump. What has Kid Rock gained? What has Ted Nugent gained? What kind of... Uh, Israel Adesaya just signed a huge Puma deal. Huge Puma deal. Outside sponsorship. Yeah, okay, Hibok still controls what goes on there temporarily until early 2021. And then I guess Venom has picked up the, the franchise, but outside. Will this happen for Crappington? What movies? Look at the movies that, that, that Woodley has been in. What movies is Crappington going get, to get cast in? What TV commercials, a la Reyes or uh, 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 Forrest Griffith, uh, 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 Toyo, you think Toyo Tires? Do you think that the bald one appreciated his act when he was on the come up, and he was pulling, he was pulling the the McAnal thing of "I got you over the back. You're gonna pay me. I'm the star. I'm carrying this organization." You think the bald one's forgotten that? What have you gained, Kibono? Who's benefited from this? So now we know who you are. You could pivot. All it would take is a wink. Like when we figured out that Sona was taking the piss. He's been in prison, arrested, convicted. We still love that guy. What have you gained? So I figured, what, what does it profit a man if he, if, he, if he loses his whole soul? Guy's got nothing. I want my belt back. Yeah. And, and 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 the Donald calls him and he's oh my god, is it POTUS? And and this is when my heart just dropped. Because it whether it was Obama or whether it is the Donald, I get I, I get a call. It's not the, the, the political thing is not working out for Tito. But Tito is Tito is stupid enough so that you don't feel bad. You know that. If it wasn't for this, he'd still be back stealing checks out of Tank Abbott's glove compartment. That this re represents a total positive improvement over Tito Ortiz pre-MMA. But you tell Obama or, or Trump, I get a call in the middle of something. I got a call once from my mother. I was in the middle of a reading in Paris. And I was like, hey, um, it's my mom. Got it. So I put her on speakerphone. Then I was at my, she goes, what do you do? How come you never, I go, Ma, I'm right in the middle of reading right now. Well, then what do you mean? I go, like right now, like everybody, I put the mic up to the phone. Everybody could hear you. She says, oh, you ass. I, you know, I got to get off the phone. All right, I'll call you later, Ma. Okay. 
But the president calls me, I'm a, I'm a little cooler. I'm a little chill, you know, because I know the president is not calling me because the president likes me. If you're a politician, everything you do is political. And there was just this, this childlike glee, uh, even though, of course, it was a, it was a setup. I mean, he knew it was coming. You know, he's like, oh, the POTUS. And it was like, it was like when Carrie is getting ready for the prom. She's getting all ready for the getting fancy fired in the dress in the Stephen King book, also the movie Carrie. And you know what's going to happen. The bucket of pig's blood, bro. You know what's going to happen. It does. You do. You do realize it does it if 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 what's this crap again? If he gets by Usman, if he gets by Burns, if he's the undisputed, <clears throat> none of us watch him because we like it. I mean, this was the thing that confused DC. We watched Johnny Boney Joni, even though uh, <laughs> I mean. To, to DC, he was imminently unlikable, and DC himself was imminently likable. Why do you like him, but you don't like me? How can you explain it? It's the it quality. How can you explain it? We don't know. We can feel it. Yep. So then I'm like, you know, this is this is this is lost battalion level shit. Dude is dead and doesn't know it. And he's making plans, and, and, and people around him were like, um, you know when Verdum threw that boomerang at you? That's MMA. Yeah, I mean, even, even, even if you – let me put it this way. I know cats who are MAGA cats, who are Trump guys in the world who don't like Crappington. I don't know something about it. Just my heart went out to him, I, I, and I it, it, and I don't have any bow to tie this off with. Dude, press that red button from which he will never return, ever, ever, ever. Woodley be making bad hip hop records, and he 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 will still not. Why? 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 Yeah, why, well, why, 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 why? Why'd you ask Cain and not Velasquez, the brother of Abel? Why, well, why, why? There's no why, like somebody said about Auschwitz. Why? And he goes, in Auschwitz, there is no why. That's your answer. So uh, so, so Tyron, is, is, his head is gone, he's dead. Old man-itis, whatever. Crappington... I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say. And also, you do realize that for most people, both right-wingers and left-wingers, MMA, our sports, our interest in the sports entertainment, it was kind of like like a, you know, the strife of the world. It was like a, a misery-free zone in that regard. You hear Randy Couture talking about this stuff. And, and somebody, Nash, said, and he's going to go into it when he gets the antitrust stuff to come through. They, they keep delaying, and now they say, oh, we said it to you in the mail, and he hasn't been able to get it yet. But he's going to talk about it, about the, the connections between the bald one, the UFSI, and the Trump administration, which are not just above-the-board connections. Like, I like watching what you offer, but have, have business motivations that run deep and have everything to do with casinos, a long standing. I'm not saying it's a conspiracy. I'm just saying that coincidences and accidents are for suckers, okay? Don't buy it. And I also have to say that it's a much better look than when uh, McCain was chasing MMA uh, uh, as being human cockfighting. But let's be perfectly straight here. McCain, I know this for a fact. And if you want to have the lawyers call me like they had called before, I mean, like people said, you're going to do business in Italy? I go, yeah. He goes, realize if you start waiving contracts in Italy, 
nobody's going to, they're not going to budge. But if you go to somebody and say, I thought we had a friendship here, the guy will start crying. I'm the same way. The lawyers call me and try to get tough. They go, you got to know as a journalist, I record everything. I record everything. I got the recording. Smart lawyer does a smart thing. Goes, like, you're friends with these guys. Why don't you just back them? Oh, yeah, God, I don't want to hurt my friends. You know, uh, but uh, the guy, somebody up in Seattle, on the name was told me, McCain, you think McCain was chasing MMA because he cared about the public trust and the interest? No, McCain was, was set upon MMA by boxing interest. What do you think? Oh, do you think Bob Aaron and Don King are hanging out with John McCain? Then say them. What do you think Showtime was in it for? What do you think HBO was in it for? Oh, now it's Showtime Boxing, HBO Boxing. Now we have, oh, oh, Budweiser, the beer people that made huge amounts of money off of boxing at their behest. You think the bald one has forgotten that? I don't think so. I don't know what he's going to do when he when he pulls that curtain. It may be voting for Trump or not. But the, motiva- the business motivations are clear. And the lines are there to follow if you care to follow them. And the, and the thing is, you know, you, I say, like, I record everything. So I got you want to you want to go that if you tell me look you don't hurt your friends okay oh, okay I got you but otherwise like uh, Hogan, Hojogan, Hojogan got his hand slapped this week and he did something which I was proud of him for doing. Apologized. So yeah, I said something about realize they gave you 130 million dollars. Spotify, Spotify's under a lot of pressure having having made that sign. There you go. Thank you. That's what it was. Anheuser-Busch. Big talent buyer I knew for sure for uh, for one of that was it. Man, we're getting lots of pressure. Not to not to not to put on MMA. Lots of pressure. Strange. Not so strange. Smart move. Smart man makes a smart move. Just like, I mean, he's got a 50-50 chance of winning. Why not? Would you introduce this shit into the Oasis? That's stuff that should have stayed behind the, the dirty curtain where it belongs, man. I, I don't want to think about that if I'm going to sacrifice my Saturday night for watching MMA. I don't want to think about it. However, one argument against this is why should I feel any differently about Crappington as I do about anybody else in that sport who they and throw and they wad up like wad you up like a potato, toss you to the side. Why should I care? I mean, this is about systematically robbing robbing the young of youth. Just like the Lenape Indians were offering them $26 from Manhattan. Take it or leave it, or we'll take it. And Woodley, when they started going into how he had spent his money, I was like, boy, oh, he's like, I guess I went a little crazy with the rock star lifestyle. You know what? We interviewed Jaiman Hunsu uh, after Amistad and uh, he'd done a couple of other Steven Spielberg movies. And I was like, oh, man, where's dude live? He goes, near the office. This is when I worked down on Wilshire Boulevard. And he's like, what do you mean, where the office? There's a condo near. A condo! A rented condo. That's a man who's living right. Camera pulled out on a little package they did on DC. DC who had COVID. And I beat it before the fight. That was a crock of shit that is. And the camera does the eagle's eye view, the God's eye view of, 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 uh, of uh, uh, DC's compound. I was like, a lot of house, bro. For a wife and two kids. I, I like I like the idea of security, but I got a house much cheaper than that, and I got good security. 
I don't know. I interviewed a prepper this week. I'll give you I'll give you a hint. The pieces come up this week. I'll tweet it out. Swiss francs, silver, ammo. That's it. And I go, silver, not gold. He goes, gold. You can get some Krugerrands. You know, it's not divisible. You need smaller units. You're going to go in and you're going to barter somebody. I'll give you a Krugerrand. How much toilet paper is that worth? No, no, no. Get more manageable units with silver. And silver is not recycled or recovered. Mine. Get yourself some silver. It's cheaper. It's like a penny stock. Costs less, but you can have a lot of it. It's lighter. It can be made of things. You can trade somebody. I guess they got maybe 10 rolls of toilet paper. Silver. Ammo. Fungible. Of course, I contacted a Swiss banker friend of mine, and he was like, we're about to have a currency crisis. I don't think Switzerland is a place to go. I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't convert my stuff to Swiss francs. Wouldn't do it. It's part of the banking industry. There's going to be a global collapse. My, what's the advice? Real estate. Things that you own free and clear. So I've been trying to tell my kids, trying to tell my sisters, trying to tell everybody. Ammo as well. This guy says buy, you can buy guns now without a paper trail, antique guns. There was an uh, antique gun auction. Uh, they sold 6,000 guns, $16 million, no paper trail. Any gun before 1899. Swedish Mauser, still functional, 121-year-old gun. That's where we are. Anyway, big red buttons. Big red buttons all over the place. Press them all. But the reality of it is, <laughs> my goal is just to be a little bit faster than you. <laughs> That's all. I told guys back in the year 2000 that they should finish their gun collections. They all laughed at me. Back when I had an FFL, I can get you the stuff wholesale. You should, man. Nah. And then, of course, turns out that Trump and the the cops of the D.C. when they want to clear that for that photo op, they were concerned. They were considering heat rays. I've been telling you people about non-lethal weapons forever. They've been laughing at me at jujitsu. Oh, it makes your skin. It's a heat ray. It makes your skin feel like it's burning. Go to YouTube. The videos. Guys rolling around on the ground. I knew a guy over in the, in the Gulf. They play with these things. They turn it on. You know, they say we hit hit up one of the hajis and hit him with them, and then ah, like this kid can't fire a gun if you feel like your skin is burning off the bone. Cannot. So we've gotten far afield. We've got we got a little bit. We got a little bit. What I'm saying is this stuff. This stuff is connected, and sometimes smart moves are made by stupid people. Sometimes stupid people make smart moves. And sometimes the most dangerous thing is, let's see, sometimes smart people make stupid moves. That's pretty bad. Sometimes stupid people make smart moves. That never bears, bears any, any real fruit. Best of all possible worlds when smart people make smart moves. Colby Crappington is a stupid person who made a stupid move. So who's he hanging out with? Who wants to hang out with him socially? Think he's got 14 women lining up? Don't think so. These are things that matter. I don't understand the self-destructive behavior. I do not understand it. I do not understand the red button pushers. I just don't understand it. That's what the whole piece I wrote about Gavin McInnes was. When did he lose his mind? I tweeted it out. If you want somebody retweet it. The guy came, I finally came to the conclusion, he came from money. Money doesn't interest him. It interests me. So what I'm looking at is a guy sitting at a table, stacked full of cash, walking away, pushing a button and watching it all fly out the window. Because he doesn't give a shit about money. There's more where that came from. For me, this is everything. So you, 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 like, you like to sell? I'm not saying I'm a sellout. Clearly, I've shown that when the guy wanted me to change 
uh, in uh, my, my novel, A Long Slow Screw, wanted me to change the word Jew to describe the Jewish diamond dealer to diamond dealer guy. Uh, yeah, I'm going to get him on Aussie Confidential if Aussie Confidential gets its funding back. And right now they're all involved in other things other than me. They don't give a shit about me. That's fine. But yeah, he agreed to do Aussie Confidential. I mean, I, I, I look, okay, let, 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 let's focus here in the few minutes we have left because I do want to talk about Donald Cerrone and Nico Price. Uh, and I'm just, I'm sorry, I'm switching because I just looked at the clock. Cerrone and Nico Price, I don't, I didn't, on the Care Don't Care preview, I said I didn't care about this fight. Why? Because I don't want to see Cerrone. And moreover, Bobby Green put him on Front Street and said, yeah, we did this signing thing, and Cerrone is, like, grabbing women's asses and grabbing their tits, and then their boyfriends are standing right there. And I'm like, yo, bro, outside of the fact that this shit is disrespectful to do this shit right there, and Cerrone is like, what is he going to do? Oh. Really? <laughs> right? you, th you think it's that easy, huh? Now, if you got a bit of game... You know, I'm the far be it from me. You know, I'll get saucy with somebody if somebody's there to be saucy with. But you know, you got to realize, um, yeah, the price. What the? There's got to be a category. It's like gifty, man. You're happy. You're cheering. You're hugging. You're high fiving. You're high fiving. You're hugging. You're hugging. You're high fiving. Stop it with that. Why don't you guys just train together? Don't drag the rest of us through this stuff. Yeah, it was it was it was simply simpish. So you're out, you're out, you're done. You're you're addictive. I can't trust that you're gonna fight in a way. Okay, yeah, you would have won that fight without the eye poke. You got the eye poke. I don't even, I love this guy so much. Don't fight him then. Ed Cerrone is like a rich guy. I just discovered. Comes from family money. Family money. I'm sorry, I got that bias. Until at such time as I'm sitting around on $10 million and can stop worrying about money, I got a bias against you cats that got it. Sorry. You know, because you got it and I don't. And you're not sharing. It's like the time I sat in the back of the room and this friend of mine who, well, you know, let's just, we don't, don't need to identify her either. It was her meeting at Paramount. And she says, the woman that she's meeting with this big executive says, I'm looking for an African-American male writer in his 20s for Saturday Night Live. Do you know anybody? She says, comedy writing? Yes. I'm in the back of the room like, she goes, if I think of somebody, I'll let you know. Ah, oh. The wife says, why don't you just say, yeah, me? I got because I figured, you know, I'm not going to, you know, she, she's going she's gonna to do right by me eventually. No, she's the one who I named the ladder puller after. I suggest you use your skills and talents to get up here like I did. What about that ladder next to you? I didn't use that. Nico's just happy to beat it. Yeah, yeah, um, no, we didn't talk about it. I don't care. I don't care. We didn't get to what we said about what I said about Johnny Walker is that he's still not back. He beat Span, but he's not back. <laughs> I can see it. I can see it in his eyes. I can see it. If I if I mention him uh, fighting Reyes, you know he's not back. If I mention him fighting Blahovitz, you know he's not back. Gain a weight and fighting Johnny Boy Jones, like I talked about at one point. I love the guy. Love his spirit. His head is not back, and now he's at straight blast, Jim. I had a friend who was ha was in San Francisco, and, and, and he was having a terrible time with crystal meth. Speed. That was what San in the 80s. That, San that, was, that was a San Francisco treat. What does he do? He says, I got I to gotta get out of here. I go, good for you, man. We, we're going to go clean up. We're going to go to Idaho. We're going to go to Montana. Where are you going? He goes, Oh, man, I'm going to go to New York. I got to clean. You going to go to New York and clean up? Yeah, yeah, man. Call him a few months later. Hey, man, how you doing? How you, you doing all right? What's going on? 
who my friend at Crime Faces calls Hazmat. Um, Lady Tech, Ms. Tech, you remember, she's on, on Twitter now. She's saying she's trained with uh, GM3 and says that, that that's such a rookie mistake that it made it smell weird to her. Excuse me, that he's, instead of moving away from the guy's right power hand, he's, uh, to you know, to his right, he moves to his left right into the guy's power zone. You just smell, smell, and I go, you know, honest to God, I, I just, I, I, oh, how could I, that was a coming. So, yeah, Reyes I picked, and I picked Adensaya, I, I, uh, Israel. I've been dithering, and I just, based on what I'd seen, um, I've been paying attention. I, I, I got to go with Israel on this one. It, I could easily go the other way, but uh, uh, Paul Costa's technique is largely hit him very hard and hope he drops. That's it. Yeah, yeah, and Costa's talking crazy. So I just, I just can't, I just can't, I can't, I can't. So I picked uh, Israel, I picked Reyes, I picked Royval, uh, Eubanks, and that's and then uh, Hakeem Duwadu. Uh, that's it. I, the Diego Sanchez, Jake Matthews thing, I, I did not care about under protest. Under protest. So, um... So, there you go. We look back. We look forward. We talked about the big red, uh, big red button. Express some sympathy. I mean, what, I don't know what it is in my emotional makeup that makes me feel sorry for cats that are, are usually beyond the pale of being feeling sorry for. But um, and then, of course, you know, I, doing the damage ink. Uh, I'm gonna do one for the next issue on me too. And, and, and you might recognize the story before if you read Decibel. I think that you'll enjoy it. Um, anyway, I can't think of anything else. Monday afternoon at noon, uh, Care Don't Care comes out. Tuesday, uh, special uh, uh, hip-hop evolution discussion, Alexi Kidnate. Um, it's on the Let It Roll podcast. You can get a hold of it for just a measly dollar at, appended to the end of If the Shoes Fit. Um and uh no no I'm not gonna talk about Giro close 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 I'm not gonna talk about, about Giro uh, I think he, he aggressively mishandled that whole thing, you know. Um but uh I, I'm not gonna talk about him. Um talk about uh, uh I talk about me. Ooh, 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 ooh. See if I can fit that into 600 words. Anyway, uh, 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 God willing, uh, we'll see you next Sunday. Do not die between now and then. If you got a few, some disposable income, you know, pinko95014 at yahoo.com, paypal, patreon.com slash stomperville. Otherwise, Monday afternoon, care, don't care. Tuesday, uh, if the shoes fit, followed by the Hip Hop Evolution and the Let It Roll podcast. Uh, I got my Starsky piece. I, I know I keep promising to keep moving it back. I think this week my Starsky piece is finally going to run. I will tweet that out through at Eugene S. Robinson on the Twitter machine. Mr. Sleep 3 for Instagram. If that's just for something else. I've been busy with the kid. I haven't had anything to do. Just Mr. Uh, yeah, I, know, I, I, I got early because we want to do some stuff. I got to get up on the roof of the chainsaw again, too. So there's no telling I'll be back from that. So this is 131. I'm your host, Eugene S. Robinson. We'll see you soon. I think it's very quiet. I think she might be sleeping, so we'll go out with the quiet one. Look what you made me do! Ah!